What's good, everybody? Um, my name is Jasmine. I am your host for Auto Talk with Jazz. Um, I am so excited for this episode because I don't have to look down, mostly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't have to look down as much, but uh, this one is going to be one where I'm trying to remember some of my stories. Um, this one is very much so... You're going to get my commentary. You're going to get the actual story. Obviously, it's going to be one-sided because half of these people, I don't even remember. They were people I only met once. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow if you're li- listening to this or if you're watching it. Hi. Um, yeah, so we'll go kind of to the beginning. We'll probably tell a story from each one of the places I've been at, which my resume is like three pages long for the automotive industry, so that's a lot of things. But, um, but yeah, hope sit back and enjoy, and let's just get into a story. Or, well, I'll try to do about three stories because I don't want to do like an hour long thing. But let's see, yeah, wait. Oh, and recap yes, or last episode, I talked about how to better yourself or how to better understand yourself and how that kind of affects everything I know some of it didn't make sense let me know I don't know some of that I was I usually some of these I do have written out more other times I don't have a lot of it written out and so it's just like I kind of try to talk about stuff that makes sense and try to reason with it and yeah so just let me know you know again comment let me know I see you. All right. Um, for this one, like I said, this one's just going to be story time. So one of the ones that everybody really liked the first time I told it. Yeah. So I started out as a porter, and which people don't understand. Porter is a person who moves the cars around so usually if you go to certain dealerships people walk up to you say hi thank you for coming to so-and-so whatever um and we like basically move your cars up or we take it to the back um and things of that sort that is the porter then you have the next person you usually get introduced to which is the service rider you know the whole nine yards so you just there's like levels to this so I was the lowest of the low as most people call it and that's the porter um I for the most part I thought being a porter was simple I unfortunately started being a porter probably before I should have because I was not very good at driving so I actually crashed some cars as a matter of fact one of my nicknames because my service manager decided to give me like 600 names and I mean that like I got a different name every day so when I stopped crashing cars I stopped becoming crashette and I became it was like he would give me Jamie Jasmine Gloria Jesse, Jessica, Gloria. I was like, how many names are you? He was like, you're just going to get a a different name each day. And so, like, it became one of those things where I'd be like, hey, and more of my kids would be like, sup, Jessica? (laughs) Sir, no. (laughs) But this day, I go in, and I remember it was like, it was 
getting to winter or it was winter time because we had the heaters on. <clears throat> Essentially what happened was is the heater came on and a customer had walked in and he pulled his car up and his uh, tire light came on. He was an older gentleman. I mean, he was like in his 60s or 70s. He talked like this. and he j It was like his screams were whispers. Like he would be like, Hi, I'm here for this, and I told you to. And it was like, why are you whispering yelling, sir? Why? Why you got attitude and you can't even yell? It was like someone had punched him in his throat and nobody touched him. But he came in, he was wanting his, I believe it was like he wanted his vehicle washed, and then he wanted his, um, no, he was wanting his tire light on, and then he wanted the vehicle to go to wash. And I was like, I mean, that makes sense. But he wanted it done in a specific way, even though I had stated, stated exactly what he was like. Yeah, I want my, he was like, I want my tire light done and your car wash and I was like okay so car wash tire like he goes no you're not listening I was like no you want this this and he goes no I want this then I want this then I want this and I was like really I'm gonna just do what I want to at this point yeah you'll get you'll get the two things you want done but it's not going to change the fact of whatever so he's like they turned on the heaters like maybe while he's yelling at me and everybody, the way that this dealership is set up is you drive in and this whole wall is just glass, which most some dealerships are. So uh, that way we can see when a car is pulling in and let them know, like, hey, keep going to the front. And so um, we pulled his car up. Uh, I greeted him whatnot they drove it forward um they were like well what does he want it was like oh it, like i told him it was like he wants tire light he wants a car wash and um he's yelling at me everybody is seeing it mind you y'all see me black and he is an older white guy like i said 60s 70s yeah and he's like getting closer to me so as he's yelling he keeps getting closer to me and I keep kind of stepping back and we're right directly under the heater and when they turned the heater on they did it full throttle so a daddy long legs fell on me first of all I don't like daddy long legs like that I know they they're not they're harmless but I'm like bug I hate bugs so bugs don't touch me I don't touch them we're good like, you stay in your area, I stay in mine. We're good. So I, you know, he's yelling at me, and the daddy long legs, as soon as he is yelling at me, hits me on my face, and it's, like, stuck right here. And so as soon as it hits me, I feel it, but so the guy sees it. And so he hits me, and I hit his arm back because I'm like, don't touch me, just tell me, like, like, it's not like it was going to hurt me. It's a daddy long legs. And I was already, like, getting up to the point where I was, like, going to do this. But he did it, too. So it looked like I hit him, and it looked like he hit me. And I was just, like... And so, like, everybody on the <laughs> on the drive saw it and was like, oh, shit. And like, so someone was like, go get Jasmine, go get... The so, like, they went immediately into, like... Let's figure out what's going on. 
So, I, and at that point, he saw, the guy saw the annoyance on my face, and he stopped yelling at me. He goes, listen, let's just get it done. You understand? I was like, yeah, look, good. And he walks into the thing, and everybody comes yelling, comes running out, Jasmine, are you okay? Did he really just hit you? Like, are you? And so I told him, explained to him what happened. I was like, yeah, there's a daddy, a daddy long legs fell on me while he was yelling at me. And, and they were like, but are you okay? And it was like, yeah. And, you know, it died down. But it was like one of the things of like, oh, bugs ruin everything. Um, but then uh, after I left that repair facility, because um, one of the things they told me was they did not want a woman in the shop. And I became a porter to be a technician. As a matter of fact, when I got hired on, the main thing that I told them was I want to go into being a technician and I stayed there for a year and then they finally told me yeah they're not gonna promote you to being a technician even though I went in did training they even wanted me over other people but they kept popping people over and they were like yeah but you're good at training here and you know the lot better and you um are better able to keep our cars pushed forward like you are one of the best that we have right here we'd rather keep you here so I went ahead and left and I went to um a independent shop where you work on everything so this was a dealership and then I went to an actual shop where they worked on everything <clears throat> and I was completely horrible and horrified because my dad actually had been using this shop my entire life uh, that I've known him so when we came here we no longer had the repair facility or we no longer had the garage so he would go to this shop and get his car worked on so they've known me since i was a kid so now i'm working with them and like i'm like i'm nervous because i'm like they're gonna tell i think at this point i think uh, I was not always in communication with my dad, so I wasn't sure if he was coming here or not. So, like, they knew uh, my situation. They knew uh, my dad, the whole nine yards. And I remember coming here and not being able to use, uh, telling them I didn't know how to use a drill because I was so scared I was going to mess stuff up. Like... I had horrible anxiety at this point because I was so afraid of failing and so afraid of doing stuff wrong um, and not really taking a chance. So I was very much so like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do I don't know this. I don't know this. And I was so willing to just tell people I didn't know how to do it than actually tell them I knew how to do it and then mess up. Um, it was easier for me to basically say I was green when I probably knew a little bit more than what I stated. And... Um, Eventually, like, I got used to it. I was okay with, like, cracking jokes or doing whatever. Um, but I remember one of the, the texts came to me. Uh, and I actually, I told him years afterwards, this is what he told me. He was like, I don't remember it, but I'm so glad it helped you. And I think he was, he was being sarcastic because we were at a bar. And uh, he came up to me and something, I was doing something. I think I was doing tires or something. And he looked, he came to me, he went like, you're not going to make it in this industry. I was like, what the f <laughs> And I was, I was kind of taken aback and offended, but also I was just like, the, f the fucking, what? And he goes, yeah, I don't think you're going to make it in this. And I said, why? And he said, because you're not 
asshole enough. And I was like, what's me guy being doing it being an asshole got to do with anything? And so when I left, I went to a different dealership and became like probably the biggest asshole ever uh, to the point where even though I was competent and very confident and very much so vocal about some of the stuff that was wrong at the dealership and stuff of that. So it was to a point where most people kind of thought I was arrogant and even told me, like, oh, you're just arrogant. And I was like, no, um, and I probably should have stated this then, but I will state it now. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm very competent. You're just stupid. Um it was actually to a point where I think a year later they actually told me, they were like, yeah, you probably should come back because they need someone like you. I mean, it was to the point where at one point I was team at the next place, which is how I became um, a trainer for a team lead. Um, I became a team lead. I trained people coming in. I uh, moved up like within a month of being there, I moved up to being a leader of like the smaller group. Then I became leader of the bigger group. Then I, um, then like I helped with dispatching. Then I helped with uh, PDIs, which is basically when the new cars come in. Because we had so many new cars come in, we had people work on that. So it was very much so like. It was very much so, like, you could not tell me that I didn't know what I was doing. And you couldn't tell me I wasn't competent. You just hated the fact that I was very open and honest about it. And I think what happened was is people didn't like me for that. So what happened was is I ended up leaving a second time. I think I left the first time because they would refuse to take away work from me to help me out with the load. Um... And I left and then I came back to do dispatching work because I really didn't want to work on cars like that, but I wanted to work on cars. Um, and then I became back to, I went back to being a team lead, kind of trying to figure out how that went. And then we switched management. Well, management didn't like me because I basically was very vocal about the fact that some of the stuff they were doing was illegal and wanting to do was basically screwing over the new, was screwing over the old techs and benefiting the new people that they were bringing in. Um, and then what we found out was the manager that got hired ended up being like a drug, or not a drug addict, being an alcoholic. He had a DUI. He was fighting the DUI. He uh, had abuse claims at other dealerships. Like it was so many things that were found out, but they didn't like me because I was very vocal about the fact that they were fuck ups. It was, a, it was funny. Uh, it was actually to a point where I left and the people there were like, yeah, um, we should have kept you. But they were basically saying, like, oh, where you weren't as bad as the person that we have now, um, making it seem as if, like, I was a huge issue when, in reality, like, I went in there trying to fight and make sure that these guys were, um, in a way, taken care of. Now, did I also do some of my own shadiness? Yes, absolutely. I, I will fully admit that. But so were they. So, I mean... 
two wrongs don't make it right, but damn it, I did some right things. <laughs> um, but then after that, I left there. I actually moved, or I drove further for less money um, to follow someone that I got told I should follow because they were following. Um, and that's how I actually got to become a service writer. And I went back to, uh, this was the first place where I worked that was family owned. Um, and that was actually my first time where I got to be in a commercial and I still don't know where that commercial is. I have been asking all around. So maybe one day I will find it and be able to see some of that footage. But yeah, I got to, um, it was my first time actually acting. It was my first time with learning the ropes on um, being a part of a production and actually being told, you're really good in front of the camera. I'm like, I'm not looking at the camera, so I don't care that um in front of the camera. And actually, first time that I was seeing drones being flown so it was actually probably the start of the reason why I started wanting to go into the video production uh, route um, but yeah and then I left there because I couldn't really afford school like I wanted to and couldn't it was just it was a crappy time and I'll probably do this this is probably going to be a two-parter there is another episode that I have scheduled out where it's story time and me talking about it, and I'll definitely talk about my time as a um, tech there, as well as me being a advisor and stuff of that sort. But that one overall was pretty fun um, and pretty, pretty eye-opening as well. As far as understanding, you don't, you shouldn't follow people to dealerships. You should most definitely always look for the people who are going to take care of you but also make sure that you're doing it not to spite other people because it always comes back on you I think that was my karma for going to that place even though there were some good things that came out of it most definitely was karma for going and staying there as long as I did um and then my very last place and I'm actually missing a place I left for a month and came back to the one dealership uh, like I left to go to another dealership and then came back. Um, it was just literally pay. Um, and that was, again, it was a spite thing. I was like, listen, I could go other places. And then, uh, I came back, but, um, but yeah, partially cause they needed me and I needed them. So, you know, um, but the last and final place was, or I left or I went to one place. I said yes to one place and, they were slow. I didn't really like it. Cool people to work with, but it wasn't really beneficial to me. Then the next place that I went paid the highest. Um, actually, for a little bit, I felt like took care of me. Um, had okay benefits. Very much closer to home. Um, and <clears throat> at one point, I did get better opportunities to grow and to be able to mess up but most definitely got used way more than I got as far as education wise. Like I think they got more out of me than I got out of them. And then they got pissed because I asked them for more because they were getting more than me. 
uh, to the point where they were making numbers partially because of me. They were getting ranked uh, at the dealership in the United States partially because of me. Um, and and I say that, and again, most people will call it arrogance, and I just call it confidence. Uh, when you also know how to lead, you understand your benefit. And what I do know is this when I left, they've never made those numbers again. Um, and that was even with having still one of the best texts they will ever have. And when he left, I don't think they ever made those numbers again. Um, not saying that the other texts are shitty, but it's because they then were like, why are we even working any harder? And some of those texts that they have are some of the most knowledgeable texts ever. Hopefully, if they're still there, they are the most knowledgeable texts. They just don't treat them right. And they know they don't get treated right, but they have a mutual understanding. You treat me like shit, I'm going to treat you like shit, and we're just going to do the bare minimum, and that's what's happened. Um, but yeah, that is a little bit uh, some of the stories about kind of how I've come through this industry, and then obviously now I'm a uh, claims adjuster, uh, having the unemployment for six months, and then going into being a, a technician, or I'm sorry, being going into being a claims adjuster and learning that process has been amazing. I'm sure that's going to be part of my part two, is navigating working from home and going to school full-time and figuring all that out <laughs> is hoof and navigating repair facilities who don't like talking to women and navigating people who are just sometimes very much so horrible human beings and uh, trying to figure that out but yeah um but thank you for listening thank you for coming uh i will see y'all next week i believe next week let's see what next week oh yay Next week, y'all will be hearing another interview. Uh, this is actually the woman who got 40 under 40. So excited for y'all to hear her and her story. It is amazing of how she became that. I'm so glad that she came onto the podcast, and I can't wait for y'all to hear her. But again, like, subscribe, follow. I will see y'all next episode. Bye. <laughs>